Hey Star Wars fans, welcome to another episode of the Jedi Council podcast. It is good to be back with you behind the microphone. And it is, of course, not just me and who am I? I always I seem to be forgetting about this every time I start a podcast. My name is Alex. I'm the host uh, of the Jedi Council. Uh, and it is great to be with you for the next hour, hour and a half ish of talking everything and anything star wars and i'm not alone i am with two good buddies and good friends within the jedi council i am with my good buddy my brother in the force dave say hello dave hello dave hello and mr contrary himself as the clock say hello ali oh am i going to be contrary today so is that a question or was that a statement that's a statement (laughs) It's a statement Jedi Council follows. I think you've managed to be contrary straight away. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, do you want to do your contrariness and add your normal contrary comment that you've been recently saying? Anyway. Uh, I, I can start off with that if, if you if you like. If we're starting in a contrary manner, let's start from the start from the beginning. Off you go. Okay. Jedi Council listeners, I have something to get off my chest. No, oh, that's not where I was going. What? I, was expecting, I was expecting you to say the council is now in session. No, I'm going straight into it. Oh, right, straight into the rant. You told me to. No, well, well, eyes crossed. But anyway, yeah, okay, go for it. Go straight into the rant then. All right, I'm going. I'm going. Right, the, the agenda's out the window. Off you go, Mr. Contrary. Thank you. Thank you, Jedi Council listeners, valued, valued followers of Twitter, etc. I have a problem. And it's a big problem. And I think it's a problem that lots of other people have had about Star Wars for a while. And it all really started to crystallize for me last Saturday when a good friend of the podcast, uh, Vindiana Jones, he put out a tweet. And his one was a Star Wars poll, which he said, why didn't you like The Rise of Skywalker? And his answers were four. They were, I loved The Last Jedi. I hated The Last Jedi. I love all three sequels. I love The Rise of Skywalker. And I put as a reply, and I do see Vindiana get some abuse quite a bit because he defends The Last Jedi quite a bit, is that I wrote, I dislike the sequel trilogy. I find watching The Rise of Skywalker painful. And if I could point to my main reason to answer your question, it's Palpatine and the willingness by George Lucasless Lucasfilm to constantly play with timelines and past films to fulfill the need for nostalgia. I've had a lot of time on my hands. The world, the world in the last three months has changed dramatically. We've had COVID, we've had Black Lives Matters, and the world at the moment seems to me a place where looking for some form of escapism from the real world is more important to people than ever because we've all got individual stresses. Lots of us don't know where our next paycheck's coming from, if our jobs are under threat, if our if our livelihoods are under threat. And I keep thinking, previously in my life during these times, I could depend on Star Wars. It's something I would go back and watch and I'd watch it again and I'd watch it again. And what I've realised is, is that I dislike the sequel trilogy so, so much. And I don't blame Disney for this, by the way. I blame Lucasfilm and I blame Kathleen Kennedy and I blame J.J. Abrahams and I blame Ryan Johnson. And I blame all those screenwriters. But I've got to a point now where I can genuinely say, and I gave none of those films five out of ten before, that I am on the point of saying I hate that sequel trilogy. I dislike everything it stands for. 
It makes no sense. It ruined characters. When you try and watch it as a trilogy now, you can't watch it without saying there's huge plot errors all over us. And the interesting thing I think is, is that I've now watched since we last spoke the, um, uh, uh, the last Jedi with Dave on video. I've watched it with him. And Dave was actually incredibly fair to that film. In many parts, he said he understood it. He didn't like it, but he understood it. And there wasn't a crossword at all about it, really, other than points where he really disagreed with it. And I realise that I dislike Rise of Skywalker more than Dave dislikes The Last Jedi because of what it's done. And then I think about other things that's happened, and we can go into in depth. But, guys, I'm starting on a real rant here because... I think for a long time, we've seen on Twitter people being very divided about this. And at times like this, it would be easy to say Star Wars doesn't really matter because there's a lot going on in the world. But I think it does matter more. And and I think about things like when we said about the um, the new books being delayed. Why would you do that when people want to read it? And I get why now. It's because it's not as important right now. And, and I'm struggling with Star Wars not being that important to me. And and it is down to what's happened in the last few years. I've been to Galaxy's Edge. I loved it. Galaxy's Edge is my favourite thing that has happened to Star Wars in the last few years. I, I love it. And, I you know, hopefully wow. one day I'll get to go back again. But I think about the last Clone Wars. I've not rewatched it. I wonder if Alex and Dave have rewatched it. I would have rewatched those last arc four or five times by now. I'm not that bothered about it. And I realize that something has changed in my fandom with Star Wars because of this trilogy. And I now understand those people that feel this way in a way I really didn't until a couple of weeks ago, maybe even the last week. So, gentlemen, with that, I leave the floor. That's that's a lot to unpackage. Mm, how'd you follow that? For an opening five minutes of a podcast. Jeez. Um, I'm just going to call it a day. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I, I, I understand. You can agree. You know, the, the, no, I, it's not that I... I, I disagree because I enjoy the sequel trilogy clearly more than you do, which is, it's, it's, it's you know, it's, a, it's an opinion. Um, and I think yeah. we've broken these down quite a lot, but I think have the sequel trilogy, sequel trilogy hasn't ruined my fandom for me at the moment. Will it in the future? I mean, God knows. Um, but, I find I I do agree with you actually that Galaxy's Edge is the best thing about Star Wars recently. Galaxy's Edge is phenomenal. Um, now I know not everyone has been, not everyone in the council has been, and I think we're quite lucky enough, Ali, that me and you have been, and we actually went together. So yeah. you know, I think it increased the 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 awesomeness of what it is when we went there. So I, I think that was obviously a good thing, um, but I think. Having the sequel trilogy being the way it was, and could it have been handled better? Hundred percent, yeah. Yeah. Could it have been handled any worse? 
that's that's the difficult question because I enjoy The Force Awakens. I don't enjoy The Last Jedi, and I enjoy The Rise of Skywalker. So if you're two out of three, you've done, in my opinion, you've done something. You've done something well. Simultaneously, we have Solo and one of my top five, Rogue One, all coming in the same. So just to ask you, Ali, when you say, is it just a sequel trilogy or are you including the legacy standalone movies at the same time? It's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. And what, what I wonder is, it's so hard to get all of the Jedi Council around a microphone to talk Star Wars right now. It's not like we're all enjoying Star Wars so much that we can really want to get on a microphone and talk about it. Yes, we all have different things to do. I get that. But it's not like we're being incredibly infused right now about this universe the way that we were two years ago. How difficult is it to get us all on a podcast? I mean, to your point, you know, people have lives and, and whatnot. Um, but if anything, we shouldn't, shouldn't, and I say this lightly, there shouldn't be an excuse not to because there seems to be always something coming or on the way in the last, well, since, since the Disney buyout, effectively. Um, whether that be a book, whether that be a movie, whether that be a TV show, whether that be a computer game, there's always something, it seems yeah. as anyway, that there's something coming. But I suppose it's your, it's what you as an individual find interesting in your fandom as well. So yeah. just as an example, when you look at the diversity of our fandom as a collective council, uh, Andy loves the movies. He loves Lego, but he doesn't watch Clone Wars. He doesn't watch Rebels. Um, I think he's watched The Mandalorian. He has watched The Mandalorian. Yep, he reviewed um, it. But he doesn't read the books, although we started. Um, doesn't play the video games. So, you know, the, the, that's just him, let alone the likes of me and Dave, who collect, for the most part, anything. <laughs> Let's be brutally honest. Um, but then simultaneously, um, you've got Mera, who loves R2-D2, but her collection isn't huge. So, and you're kind of fitting in the middle of that, Ali, where you're, you enjoy six of the nine story movies. Um, but, you know, right. so I think it's it's the type of fandom and the mixture, and we've now got Justin. Justin's a massive gamer. So I'm super interested to hear his take on the new Squadron game that was announced recently, and we're going to talk about that hopefully at some point. Um and I want to get his take on that. But again, because he's a huge gamer, you know, so I think we offer different opinions, but they may not always be on the same thing, which I think to a certain extent agreeing with your point, the movies bring us all back together. Yeah. But that's the, to go to my initial point though, is, is that even with people who really love star Wars, are we that excited right now? Are we that excited that we want to get on a microphone and talk about it all the time? I, to, to be honest with you, I'd love to be on the microphone a hell of a lot longer and more frequently than I am, but sometimes you just can't. But that's because I love most things about Star Wars that most people might find really peculiar. 
And, you know, the last couple of movies aside, knowing Dave the way I do, I don't want to speak on your behalf, Dave, because well, you're here. <laughs> um, you know, you're, I don't know. How, how do you feel, mate? I'm somewhere between the two of you, I think. Now that the, the dust is settled, for want of a better word, I'm quite happily ignore the sequel trilogy and it doesn't bother me I don't feel like I've missed anything um, Solo and Rogue One Rogue One especially is in my top three Star Wars movies um, and Solo in my top four so that probably tells you where Solo sits um, so I, I yeah but for me, the sequel trilogy, now that it's finished, it was all slightly anticlimactic. It undid the original six movies. It, it made a lot of the sacrifices that we saw in the original trilogy uh, moot. It, it just completely pushed them to one side and said, you know what, you don't even matter anymore. And and so for me, I think that was that's where my largest concern I think sits with the sequels. I understand. I might even now looking back when when we talk about nostalgia and we talk about why did uh, Lucasfilm do what they've done, I can see why they went down the route they went. I can see why they decided that they needed to try and tap into the nostalgia because let's face it, you you've got different eras of fans you've got the fans who were there let's say from from the very beginning with the original trilogy you had fans who joined with the uh, prequel trilogy you had fans who joined let's say as the clone wars were, were happening as cartoons and then you've had fans who joined since the sequel trilogy so so broadly speaking i would say there's there's almost like four defined eras of the fans feel free to to disagree if, if, if that doesn't work for anybody else but what they decided to try and do was because the the original movies even for the fans who loved the prequels and the clone wars and what have you the original trilogy is normally in people's top few movies yeah. even if they love the other movies those are still their their top favorite ones one or two of them maybe um so I, I can understand the nostalgia trip that Lucasfilm went down because it, it was a case of they wanted to try and tap in to that core fan base. Everybody loves aspects of the original trilogy. Every fan loves that that original part of the story. They love Darth Vader. They love Han. They love Luke. They love Leia. The, 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 the all take, everyone takes different things from it, but everybody can relate to those that, that original trilogy so I, I understand what Lucasfilm did and I don't disagree in their their commercial reasonings for trying to do that it was the execution of it that I have fault with now um, Dave can I ask you a question on that sorry um, it's my observation though do you think when you look at the conversations, let, let's particularly choose Twitter right now online about Star Wars. 
I feel like we're in Groundhog Day and rehashing the same arguments all the time about, you know, you didn't like this film, you like this film. I'm not, I'm not saying you, I'm talking about mm. everybody, right? And I've noticed, particularly in the last, I'd say since COVID struck, that people are talking less about Star Wars online. Unless well, they're having the, the same old arguments. Yeah. I, well, I don't see someone saying, oh, this is great about the Mandalorian season two, this happening and that happening. Because, and I've heard it on other podcasts as well, people feel quite strongly like I do. Why are you so determined, Lucasfilm, to go back and put nostalgia and mess with timelines. Yes. Why are yes. you so determined to do this when you had such a good story? We were all excited to see out. What, where is Yoda from? What is his planet? What is the next stage? Why are they decided to make it Rebels live action? And I just, I, yeah. every time you want to get excited, something happens and you just think, just, just why? Why have you done this? Well, I would, I would say that's a bigger issue within Lucasfilm and the fact that there is that nostalgia thing. Because you could even say that the two standalone movies were rooted on nostalgia. It was it was the, the immediate prelude to A New Hope and it was the backstory for Han. So it was still, I, I understand and I totally agree, it, it was still nostalgia leading their decision there. And then when you have a look at the plans for The Mandalorian Season 2, again, I would agree. It looks like there is a nostalgia, a heavy nostalgia hit, which is because they're trying to claw back what they know has been a success of the past. That, that said, when you have a look at Rebels, Rebels was fresh, it was new, it was interesting, it was clever, it was exciting. It, it was brand new story. So, so not everything in the Disney era has been a, a, a retread of existing stories or existing characters. I know that Rex and I know that Soka was in there, but that was because it was Dave Filoni, to be fair, and he wanted to finish their stories, and he wasn't allowed to do so initially when Disney bought Lucasfilm. He, he wasn't allowed to finish the Clone Wars the way he wanted to, so he took the story forward and he jumped forward 20 years and tried to finish the stories for them then so I, I i get that i get that but what i'm seeing and and again i might this might link into what you said that you're seeing on social media at the moment that the the people who tire the the people who i follow the people who i tend to engage with the people who tag me thank you very much all the time for, for the tags there's there's some great stuff that people are sharing and they constantly tag me into that and i i really love looking at it I would say that 99% of that content is original trilogy or prequel trilogy. There's almost nothing from the sequels. Almost nothing. And and if it is, not, it's an argument. Well, I, I wouldn't even say that. I would say it's... it's because I know a, a few people who... Um, do tags for things like um, Mando Monday or Twilight Tuesday, Star Destroyer Saturday. I could go through every day of the week here. But, um, <laughs> but, but what you tend to find is that the majority of the content that people are tagging into those those posts 
is original trilogy, prequel trilogy. It is things like The Mandalorian, season one might be involved. It is things like The Clone Wars or, or Rebels. But it's never the sequels. It's never the sequel trilogy. And, and you, you, might, you might find that over the course of a day, there might be 50, 60 posts of people on a thread who are all saying, like, Happy Mando Monday or what have you. Um, or Star Destroyer Saturday, or whatever it's going to be. And you might see one photo out of all the photos of the day, or one one piece of artwork, or what have you, that is from the sequel trilogy. But it's rare. And I think, and, and, and the people that are on these groups, they're not all, they're not all middle-aged old men like I am. They are there's a mix there's there's, um, there's there's women on there there's there's younger people on there there's there's older people than me believe it or not there are Star Wars fans who are older <laughs> than me um, so it's, it's it's a complete mix of the audience and that's one of the things I love about my my Twitter life if that makes sense it is such a cross section of fans and cross section of interests but universally and it's not people that I've deliberately followed and unfollowed people who I don't agree with, because there are people on there who I know are fans of the the um, sequel trilogy, such as Viniana, who does like um, Force Awakens. He does like the the Rise of Skywalker. He thinks J.J. Abrams is is fantastic, and, and fair enough. So he is in that mix. Um, Andy Blatz again, he he loves the the sequel trilogy. But when you have a look at the stuff that tends to be posted, it's not that type of content. So, yeah, Dave, sorry, just to make it clear on that point, I really enjoy reading their contributions. Yes. And, and, you know, I like that they give me information and I really enjoy that. And, and so, sorry, I, I cut in there, but I just want to make it clear that I'm not digging out people on Twitter at all. I, I, no. I enjoy no. their contributions very much so. Um, but... But I just, yeah, I, please go on. No, 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 it's fine. I'm, I'm not seeing a slowdown in the amount of content I see, but I think that is because out of the 3,000-plus people who I either follow or follow me or, or both, um, I would say a heavy proportion of them have similar interests. They love Star Wars. They love Star Wars Lego. They love Star Wars Clone Wars. They love Star Wars Original Trilogy. It, it, but, but like I said, they also some of them also love the sequel trilogy. But that doesn't tend to be what gets shared. And it could be that if we move forward 10 years from this, no one talks about sequel trilogy. It, it becomes a blip in Lucasfilm. It becomes a blip in what they did. And I don't know. If no one's talking about the sequel trilogy in 10 years... I'm pretty sure no one will be talking about Star Wars. Can I? Can I? I was going to say, can I offer a counter argument to that? Because if we think back to ten years ago from today, so 2009, how many people were anti the prequel trilogy? Now, it's not a direct comparison to a certain extent but it has to be taken as a comparison mainly around the fact that when the prequel trilogy came out the uproar was uh, it was a different world there was no social media blah, blah blah i get that but there was still a huge divide within the star wars fan base mm. um so much so that there were 
video saying that Lucas, George Lucas has ruined my childhood and all this nonsense. But I think, has the popularity, probably the wrong word, but has the forgiveness <laughs> of the prequel trilogy been more prevalent and greater because of the dislike for the sequel trilogy? Or are people now realising that the prequel trilogy was actually an okay bunch of movies? They're not as good as the, the original trilogy, that's for certain. But is there a, an impact on what's come before it because people don't like what's come after it? Um, not, not entirely, because you, you can look back... Uh, I might, I might, I'm one of the people that obviously grew up in the original trilogy, but I never had the beef that some people had with the prequels. Um, I would say that they're not as strongly acted. You, you can't get out of that. I would say that the screenwriting is possibly not as, as tight, um, especially with the dialogue. Um, and there was an over-reliance upon CGI, but that was because they were trying to push boundaries. And and so for all of their, their minor flaws, I would say, overall, they added to the, the original trilogy. They didn't detract from the original trilogy. Whereas what we've now got with the sequel trilogy is a story that actively... It, I wouldn't say even say it was deliberate. I, I would say this is, with hindsight, looking back on it, I would say that if you were to, to press the likes of J.J. Abrams or even Dave Filoni and ask him, either of them, just to be honest about their opinion of the sequel trilogy, they would they would probably admit that the, the story does undermine what had gone before. And I would say that that is the difference between the prequel trilogy and the sequel trilogy. The prequel added to the overall story. It never detracted. Whereas I would say the sequel trilogy does detract from what come before it. So I, I think that's the difference this time around. I think that's the difference, but I think you're right, Alex. I think that it does make you enjoy it. The prequels more because compared to what we've had they're better and, and and i say that very marginally in some ways because i mean when we went back and watched them all i think attack of the clones is not a good film at all no. it's, it's not a good film i think the phantom menace is a decent to good film i you know i i love revenge of the sith so if i take that trilogy as whole i say good film very good film, not very, not very good as a film at all. But I do think that you made the point that you thought, did people look back at it and suddenly think, oh, actually, it, it wasn't as bad as we first thought. And, and, but I don't think the barometer of success should be that what followed it was so bad that it made the past better. <laughs> I don't think that's a barometer of success. But I do agree that I think that that's what's happened. Oh, God. Can you imagine if that's Lucasfilm's next next barometer of success? I, I, you know, I actually think the next films could be... I mean, I, we still don't really know that much about who's doing the 2022 film. I think Taika Waititi's doing the 24 film, isn't he? Not the 22 film. Is the Ryan 2022 Johnson film the... Uh, well, they're, they're saying that Ryan Johnson's trilogy is going to get done after he's made Knives Out Part 2. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be in... At the earliest, we're looking at like four years, give or take. 
Yeah, and that's even maybe just, that's even that just going to die beforehand. And, and I don't know, like COVID may well affect that schedule. You know, to the moment they're, they're trying their hardest, but invariably things might slip. But you know, I just I do, I do think there is a and I don't want to tread old ground at all, but there is just such a difference in for Lucasfilm trying to continue a George Lucas story in a George Lucas. And I know Alex will say but the fans were very critical in the past and I agree with you, but they really did have an impossible task from the start. They really did. They did their mm. best and I don't like it is my conclusion. And it's ruined certain elements of previous films for me as well that don't make sense. And and they were deliberate. We can talk about Ryan Johnson and subversion, but I think JJ Abrahams to an extent as well throughout. And I, and I think about basic things like for me, the best acting performance in the sequel trilogy was Mark Hamill in in the in um in the Last Jedi. That's my favourite acting performance of the whole thing. I think John Boyega is a terrific actor, but I don't feel he was allowed to go on from the first film. And I, I don't really like any of the others that much. Mm. I. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. I don't disagree with you, Ali. Let, let me put it that way. Um, I think I, I, I might, it's something I've discussed previously. I've had a massive reorganisation of my entire collection for what's on show. I can't have everything out all at the same time because the collection is now getting um, out of control. It's possibly where my wife would describe it. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, so I don't have everything out. I probably have 50% of my collection out at any given time. And I, I had a reorganisation and I brought stuff out of storage that I wanted to put on display because I've not seen it for a while and to give me a chance to, to, to dust it off and, and have a bit of a refresh. And it wasn't deliberate, and I would I will stand by that. It was not a deliberate, it was not a conscious decision. It was more a case of, oh, I want these type of figures out, or I want these types of models out, or, or what have you. But what I've ended up doing, completely without thought, is purging from my entire... I'm, sat, I'm, I'm looking at my collection at the moment, and I have purged every part of my sequel trilogy collection it is now all in storage it is all in perspex boxes either in the loft or in storage because and, and i don't know what because i don't know why i don't know what's happened but i've i've thought that doesn't stop me from having on prominent display things from solo or things from rebels or things from um rogue one it is so yeah, so I've not. I've Can not I ask you a question? Disney okay, Disney Okay, and it is to Alex as well. So, so, what do you enjoy most about Star Wars right now, this second? So, for me, the most enjoyable thing about Star Wars is the experiences that it gives me. And by that, I mean, I want to go back to Galaxy's Edge. And you know what I really want to do? I want to do a celebration. If I had two things which I'd most want to do in Star Wars, for me, it's it's the actual um, 
going out there and experience side of thing. For you, Dave, is it more collecting now than, than the stories? I would say that COVID has changed my balance to some extent as a person. I I am I, I'm completely unbalanced. Um, I would admit to that. But I am now working the hundred percent from home and I have done for ten weeks. I go out infrequently for walks, not as much as I did do originally. Um, I'm not running as much as I used to. I, I don't get my outlets for squash anymore. I used to play squash regularly. I don't. I'm not allowed to play squash anymore uh, because of this this disease. So my entire world is changed. I'm I'm spending more time with my family, which is real plus. I don't know if my wife would agree with that, but, but <laughs> I, I I've managed to make my sons cry more by by helping with the home education which i know for a fact my wife doesn't appreciate um so my my world has changed and i know it has done for a lot of people um i i am I, it's bizarre this I, i'm gonna I, I, yeah it's a couple of things on the back of that i'm saving a fortune from not having to commute on a, on a two-hour, up to two-hour drive to work. I'm, I'm saving over £100 a week, of, of which 60 of it is petrol alone. So so I'm managing to put money aside. I never, I didn't have as a, as a dad and as a, a family, if that makes sense. So I'm, I'm now purchasing potentially more than I've ever done in Star Wars. So my collection is becoming a little bit more of a focus. Um, and in particular, Lego at the moment. Lego has become a big thing. And, and I don't know if it's because it gives me an outlet and an opportunity to build and just spend a couple of hours just doing something different than being sat at a computer and working, if that makes sense. Or, or then being sat and watching TV with the family or it, it's a different outlet it's a different it's a variation of the day so I don't know if that's what's prompting the Lego thing um, it's, it's, this, this conversation is getting quite deep and meaningful though isn't it um, but, but has it changed so like are you as, right now if you had to tell me with the most exciting thing about Star Wars is it finding that next Lego collectible that next vintage piece is that more exciting to you than picking up a book for example i'm reading at the moment and i'm constantly reading books so that that's not changed um specifically star wars i'm talking about yeah 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 specifically star wars up until two weeks ago i was reading the chuck wendig um aftermath first volume of that and i was quite enjoying it actually and then a couple of weeks ago, we were contacted by Del Rey, who, who had told us, because they'd already warned us that Shadow Fall was on its way, um, coming out um, this week, actually. And so they then contacted us and asked us if we'd do reviews of the novels, and we, we obviously said yes. Um, and so I then put aside the Chuck Wendig novel and started reading the first volume of the Alphabet Squadron, because I've not actually read the, the Alphabet Squadron. So I read the full First volume of the Alphabet Squadron. I'm now reading Shadowfall, 
prior to its release, general release, just so that we can give a review of it. And, and, and by the way, it, it's very good. Um, so, and no, I, I'm still reading the novels. Um, I've not seen The Mandalorian, um, how, how The Mandalorian was made. I've not seen that, to be fair. Um, but then, strangely enough, despite the, the, the me picking up random facts about Star Wars and, and holding on to them for 40 years, I don't tend to watch how things are made very often, so it's, it's not a surprise that that doesn't appeal to me. But I have seen, re-seen The Mandalorian, and I have enjoyed it. Um, I have watched episodes of The Clone Wars, I have enjoyed them and, and Rebels. So it's, it's not that I'm avoiding other types of Star Wars, if that makes sense. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. it's just that I think my collection, I think, I think, I think my collection is, is a symptom of COVID rather than my dissatisfaction with Star Wars, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So Alex, what, what do you think then? What, what is your favorite bit of Star Wars right now? Um, Well, I got very excited the other day when I was in Asda. Um, so, <laughs> as I shared with you guys, um, I was in Asda Living. So, it's not even an Asda store. It's like they have a live home home shop that is just around all the stuff they sell for home homeware, basically. So, like garden furniture, barbecues, utensils and all that. And this one had a, a section for toys, um and having a little mooch i saw do you remember I, these must have come out maybe five or six years ago the they were like um a bit of a fake lego where there was like a darth vader of boba fett where you could pull the arm off of one stick it on another one um oh yeah. yeah 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 name. yeah up. i can't remember what they were called Mash, yeah something like that mashups that's it yeah they're ma- mashables mashables or something like that so they had a couple of them, and one was, I think it was Seb from Rebels, and I can't remember the other one. So I was like, oh, they must only have really old toys. I then spin around, and to my surprise, I see a full set, all six of the first wave of the Kenner vintage figures that came out. I think they came out at the back end of last year. Um, I haven't seen them for love nor money in any stores over here. So wasn't expecting them, and to my joy, they had literally all six. So Vader, Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie, and Stormtrooper. And I was over the moon, so I bought them. Um, so I think, for me, it's the unexpected to a certain extent. Um, like, there are, there's always something going on in Star Wars, and we, you know, we had a conversation briefly off air and kind of touched on it earlier. There's always something new coming from star wars so it's always about kind of the unexpected to a certain extent where when you think about it in the past six months from the start of the year obviously we had the rise of skywalker um we've then had clone wars we've had the release of the novel from the rise of skywalker which is very good um and you know there's always something coming you know we've got the new video game um and to dave's point we're now watching watching when we're now reading um alphabet squadron part two um and i think there's 
for me, it's enjoying the unexpected of what's going to come. Um, and, you know, you touched on it, Dave, the, the Disney Plus series of, of, I think it's called Disney Plus Gallery, which is effectively the making, yeah, of The Mandalorian. Thoroughly enjoying that. Um, there were moments when you hear Dave Filoni speak. And I think at one point, Catherine, my wife, tried to talk to me while I was watching it, and Dave Filoni was mid-flow. And I just said, look, I don't mean to be rude, but shut up. <laughs> I'm <laughs> listening. I'm listening to this man speak. Um, Dave Filoni is one of the most authoritative figures on Star Wars. Um, and we have waxed lyrical previously around our admiration for him, how he's obviously learned the ropes from the GL himself. Um, and I think, you know, watching those shows, getting that inner mindset of how they made it. And the, the recent episode in particular um, was about, Easter eggs or influences, for want of a better word, in the Mandalorian series from the Star Wars universe. Um, so, again, that's a really good episode. Highly recommend it. Um, but I think there's a very long way to answer your question, Ali, in that what I'm enjoying in Star Wars at the moment is the unexpected or the consistent information. Yeah. yeah. Like, we know that Mandalorian season two is on the way. Apparently, Disney have said that it hasn't been delayed, um, so it's coming in October. I can't wait. The moment they drop a trailer, I'm going to be all over it. Um, so much so that, again, the unexpected. Um, on our WhatsApp group the other day, I'm going to give a bit of a shout-out to my brother-in-law, who is currently educating his six-and-a-half-year-old son in the ways of the false. Um, so what I mean by that is that he's showing him Star Wars movies. He kind of dipped him in with Resistance, which he really liked. Showed him a couple of episodes of um, Rebels, again, which he liked. And that, and then when he had the conversation with him around the movies, he was like, what, you know, Star Wars, but with, with real people. Um, you know, that was his reaction because his introduction was via animation. But again, it's the unexpected. And my nephew has become a massive fan. He gave A New Hope 20 out of 10, he gave Empire Strikes Back 30 out of 10, and he gave um, Return of the Jedi 40 out of 10. Um, mm -hmm. you, you know, he's, he, again, but this was completely unexpected. But again, it's maybe that's me finding the enjoyment of other people watching it, because simultaneously, friends have been watching The Mandalorian, wrapping up on uh, Clone Wars, but they know that I'm the uber fan that I am. They're asking me my thoughts because they want to learn more. So again, it's it's not a real concrete answer to your question. Really. I'm realising that, but there's there's a few bits in there that my fandom is because I'm experiencing new things that Disney are providing, but I'm also getting the influences of people exploring Star Wars for the first time as well. I don't know if that answers your question or not. It sort of, but but. If you had to say, what was your, what do you most look forward to? Is it the video games? Is it the films? Is it the TV? Is it the books? Is it your collecting? Is it going to Galaxy's Edge or Celebration? What what excites you? All of my, it. My, I said, like, my answer is a quick answer. I've got um, a Republic gunship on its way in Lego. <laughs> that's what it's. That's what's exciting me at the moment. The fact that I know that is due 
in hopefully by the end of the week. So that's my weekend pleasure. <laughs> but that's a short-term thing. It's not. I, I would say it's not a long-term thing. I'm looking forward again to a change in the world so that we can actually get out more and actually experience more things with fellow humans rather than in isolation, if that makes sense. For me, I would say that's that's the biggest difference that I'm seeing at the moment. It's because we've become more introverts as people, because we've been forced to be introverts, we've been forced to live within our own shells, to not see as much of people, to not to not enjoy others' company in the same way. And I think that's that's what's making my short-term interest Lego. <laughs> it is Lego. Um, I, but I still enjoy watching the TV shows. I still watch, watch the cartoons. Um, but I don't think I'll ever go back to the sequel trilogy. It doesn't add anything to Star Wars to me. It doesn't it doesn't increase Star Wars in any way. I wouldn't even say that it really increased the Star Wars lore in any way. It didn't add to the to the lore that that you have across the the other movies, the the Clone Wars and Rebels. It it all the sequel trilogy did for me was borrow from those stories and attempted to make something different out of it, and it, it just they just failed for me. I, I know we have a bit of a, an agenda of other things to, to talk about, Alex, so I don't want to sort of stick to this all night, but I, I do find it kind of interesting, Dave, that I think you're right. I do think that part of my reflections upon this is due to coronavirus being stuck indoors all days, mm. and it is heightening my disappointment in the most recent films and you know it'd be wrong of me to say that you know on day one the mandalorian comes out you know i'll be up at as early as i can to watch it i'm keen you know i'm keen to watch it i'm a star wars fan that's what i want to do but i just keep going back to this that and it is headcanon to a point i guess but i just am fed up of them going back and I, I know, and I do think it's different between fan service and nostalgia. But going back and trying to hit those old beats, because if you don't, if you don't move things on, at some point, at some point in ten years' time, we'll still be saying the best that things happened fifty years ago. Yes, and I, that is I, no I, way I, I, for I this understand. thing to go forward. I understand that, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward. I mean, if we talk about what you're looking forward to at the moment. Longer term, I'm looking forward to the High Republic. I'm looking forward to a brand new era in Star Wars. Brand new stories, new characters, nothing that links into what we already know. You won't have Palpatine. They won't have to resurrect Palpatine again for no reason. It, it, It will be a brand new story with new characters. You might get a cameo of Yoda. I'm hoping that they don't focus too heavily on that. Um... But for me, I'm looking forward to the future and, and a different story in a different time. That's what I'm looking forward to now. And I'm looking forward to the idea that they may do something different. 
and it won't just be nostalgia. So, Alex, I mean, that sort of ends that segment, unless you've got anything to add? Well, uh, yeah, I do. So while we was off air, um, you obviously mentioned something controversial that sort of mine and Dave's breath away, to a certain extent. Was that you said that, or you felt, that The Mandalorian was actually an average TV show. So, obviously, we know my feelings that I always, I said that I prefer Clone Wars, and, you know, I still do, and it isn't because Mando was bad, but I just wanted to understand a little bit more about why you, you felt that way. Was it the old stuff being regurgitated, etc., or is it something completely different? No, it's absolutely not that. Um, I, yeah, I think it's it's a distinctively average TV show set in an exceptional universe. What I mean by that is is that I when Disney Plus came to the UK, I, I had seen it beforehand, um, but I rewatched it with my my girlfriend, and um, you know how it took quite a long time to get to a stage where the Mandalorian and Yoda were sort of on their journey. There was like a real impetus at the beginning. And then there was kind of, they were just floating around various planets for a while. I felt the pace to be incredibly slow, actually. And I think this might be another COVID thing, but I've had the opportunity to watch some rather exceptional TV in the last couple of months because there's not much else to do. So, you know, watching some really good box sets or some of the things that I think are good, like um, off the top of my head, something like Borgen, the... Maybe people may have not watched it, but it was a Danish political thriller from about 2013 to 16. Um, something like that. That is exceptional genre-defining television. Mandalorian is not. Mandalorian is not even as good as Picard, which came out on Amazon this year. It doesn't have the same emotional depth for me. It's hard to be emotional and have depth when you're wearing a mask the entire time, I admit that. But um, the central relationship of that entire thing is obviously Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian, which I really, really, I do enjoy that. But when you compare it to something like, I don't know, Picard, Riker, all that sort of things, there is no comparison. And so you take away the emotional element of the film and then you say, okay, what's going to happen here? It's the pacing. It's the, it's the what happens next? How quickly does it go? What are we looking at here? And I find it lacking. I mean, some of the more interesting things was actually in this some of the so for example um uh the episode where they protected the village and he first meets Karajun. that that to me was kind of interesting a different uh perspective on on how scary the imperial walker was i thought that was really interesting but i know a lot of people didn't like that episode so i get that people all take different things from different episodes but um i do think if you Think about your favourite shows that you've ever seen, genre-defining television shows, best shows, and you watch The Mandalorian and tell me that it's comparable. It's not, for me. It just isn't. So is the, is the question then... I don't think it's even it, as good as Clone Wars, to your point. See that, yeah. So that, well, so that, so that then asks the question. Then is it more of the fact that it's not that it's not, it's just not good TV to your point. But is it just is it good Star Wars TV or is it just not good TV? It's if decent, that makes sense. It's decent TV, as I said. It's decent TV. It's not the most amazing, wonderful thing, which I may have thought it was on first watching. It's it's decent TV. It goes along at a steady base. 
where I end up, I know you you didn't like the dark saber thing, Alex, but but the premise of where it was set up, I thought, oh, this entire first series has basically been one big setup to get us to this point where we're going to go and and really see new worlds, new interesting things. And then immediately the first thing they do is they start casting characters who in many ways are going to overshadow the main characters that we've seen in The Mandalorian because we're more familiar with them and we've been crying out for years to know what happened to them. So you're completely undermining the whole things. In my view. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. It's, it, I, I'm sort of looking forward to finally seeing Ahsoka on TV as, as an actual live action. I'm looking forward potentially to seeing Rex on TV. I'm looking forward to seeing Boba Fett again. In some ways, but I would rather they weren't in a TV show as a cameo when we've already got what I feel is a solid story. We don't need cameos by people to try and drive ratings. And that's what it is almost a case of. It's go, it goes back to what we were saying at the very beginning of this conversation. That, that Lucasfilm needs to stop thinking nostalgia sells seats, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. To me, Dave, um, the the natural place, if you want to see Ahsoka and Rex, unless they are really going to go for a Marvel-type cinematic universe with the TV on Disney+, Plus, would be in the Obi-Wan series. You know, they already know each other. Then it's an interesting thing to take on. Okay, what happened? Did they interact? well, you could just ignore that completely and just just have a live action TV show of Ahsoka and, and Rex because we saw at the end of Rebels that Ahsoka collects um, Sabine to go look for Ezra. So yeah. you've got a natural story that they could then just follow and take on, and I'm, I'd be quite happy with that. Yeah, me um, too. I, I, okay. I don't I don't see a problem with continuing someone's story into a different format. I can't, I have no issue with that. I have no, but like you, Ali, I think my worry is that they're just going to try and shoehorn cameos into every episode just to try and drive ratings and just to say, oh, this was the Ahsoka TV show or episode. This was the Boba Fett episode. And it's like, it doesn't need that. It just needs to be... As the first season, let's say, let's say the first season was, it, it's effectively four-ish hours of just one person or one character or, or a couple of characters' story and how it progresses. Yep. And that's what I want to see. Yeah, me too. Me too. But to go back, I suppose, we slightly... Well done. That was probably our first um, tangent of the day, and that took us a while, so that's pretty decent. But to go back to your point then, Alex... Um, you asked me why do I think it's decent television, not exceptional television. Do you think it's exceptional television? No. When I when I think of exceptional television, I think of Sopranos, The Wire. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. Now, they're a very different type of TV show. I admit that, but that that for me is is peak drama peak tv shows um now they had uh, when you think sopranos had what nine seasons ish 
the wire only had five, which was a shame. Um, but and I know we're only at the end of season one, and season one only had eight episodes. Mm. And they're all short yeah, as well. They're, they're, they're and they're all short, short. yeah. Episodes, yeah. Exactly. So they've become, without trying to make it sound worse than it is, they're like when you watch a soap opera, they're like thirty minutes. <laughs> it's it's, yeah. it's kind of like the Big Bang, the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Um, but it's it's interesting because. I think when you look at the way that the the way that they've set it up, and for me, this is my desire for the next season is the characters that they're talking about dropping in will either be one of two things. They will literally just be cameos, as in Ahsoka pops up at the end of the episode, great, we've seen her, but it becomes a screen test for her character for have, to have to your point, Dave, her own TV show. Yes, but so again, it just makes everything happen in someone's backyard again. You've got an entire galaxy, and you just happen to keep crossing the paths of the same people. Exactly, everybody's is, related to everybody else. Yeah, no, I, I think we're. we're it's hypothetical because we don't actually know how it's, it's going to be positioned. Is it, none of us are standing up right now and saying it's a brilliant TV show, even though you were both a little bit shocked at me saying it earlier. It, well, I, it's, it's all in context, really, isn't it? Because I thoroughly enjoyed it and I've watched it again. I've seen the whole series twice um, okay. because I, I really did enjoy it. But it isn't pinnacle peak TV. You know, I've not yeah. seen Picard, so I, I, I can't. I can't comment on that, um, but has it been one of the best TV shows I've watched in the last twelve months? Well, I didn't enjoy as much as Clone Wars the last the last season, um, but you know I enjoyed Tiger King more. <laughs> but that's because I'm a bit of a weirdo. Um, but I think it's it's good Star Wars TV. But again, it goes back to your point at the start, all the way back to sixty minutes ago. Is it good because the sequel trilogy was bad? Or is it <laughs> you see where I'm going with that? Because yeah, we didn't you know, there was there was a lot of angst with The Last Jedi, a lot of hope thinking that Rise of Skywalker would right the wrongs for want of a better word. And it did or didn't, depending on your point of view. But because of what's happened there. Has the fact that Dave Filoni made a TV show where they've they've actually done it, they've done fan service very well. They've made a good TV show. Is it better because that was that was bad? Whereas now we've got the gift of time. Yes. To say mm-hmm. actually we've looked back on it, we've watched it, this we've done that. It's it's good, but it could have been better. You know, don't yeah. know. Uh, that that's exactly where I sit on it. It's. It's it's good, but I've now, to be fair, when it first came out, I think I watched each episode twice. So I've probably seen the whole series three times, maybe even four now. It's not a series that I particularly want to go back and watch again, if I'm honest with you. Which may lead you, Dave, into some interesting topic discussion later. Hmm. I, I see it as a little bit more popcorn TV 
there's less thought required in that than there was in the Clone Wars. If that makes sense. Yeah, makes sense to me. So, there was... Something that was enjoyed. Sorry. Go on. There, I was going to say, there I say this as a slight comparison, and we can't really compare it because it's not out yet. But this year, early next year, Marvel are going to start dropping their TV shows on Disney Plus. Um, now, like I said, I know we can't really compare it because it's not out, but the they're using existing characters from the movies in their own TV show. So we know, you know, Winter Soldier, Falcon, have got their TV show, Wonder and Vision have got their show, um, and there's rumors that they're going to they're, they're tie it into the wider universe. When you compare, I think, to your point, Ali, again, if you compare the likes of The Mandalorian with other pop culture TV shows, how, you know, how does it, how does it fare? Um, stand it up against Marvel's Daredevil, for example. I think that's a good comparison because it was new to Netflix. It was done by Marvel in slight connection to the movies, the way Mandalorian has slight connection to the movies. Is that a fair way to try and compare it? Well, you, you can compare it against it, but I wouldn't say it's the most favourable. I'm, I'm watching again with the boys, um, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and I love that TV show. And the complexities of that TV show are, are more and deeper than the complexities of The Mandalorian. Oh, totally, yeah. And... I would say Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a better TV show than The Mandalorian. Although it's, it just doesn't happen to be set in the universe that I love. So I think, I think you, your initial point, Alex, rings true again. That we enjoyed it, The Mandalorian. We all enjoyed it. But mm-hmm. looking back at it, it perhaps wasn't groundbreaking or that amazing it was it was good but because of what else is happening in lucasfilm star wars star wars land it looks better than it actually is and is that that is that 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 will change soon you know because if you look at like the ea announcement today that they want to double down on star wars games if you look at the fact that Disney Plus are producing so many uh, Star Wars um, series. I know they're producing lots of Marvel as well. But if you look at the way that they're doing this, they obviously see potential in it. Mm. They obviously think they've got a good story to tell. There, mm. there is the potential. So I hope they do. I really hope they do. Yeah. There is, I, just there know is the that, I just know that since Kathleen Kennedy and not George Lucas has been at the helm, that there has been a decline in storytelling in Star Wars. You, yeah, okay. You, you, could, you could argue... Okay, to so go on to The Mandalorian again. You could argue that the first season of The Mandalorian is, is just that. It's the first season. So how, how hmm. many other TV shows... Find their stride in the first series. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. that was exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. And, and maybe it now needs the second season to grow, to develop. But 
and and then this this comes back to me in agreeing with you, Alex, um, Ali, sorry, that it doesn't need cameos by people just for nostalgia purposes to try and drive the story forward. It needs to breathe and grow on its own. It doesn't need to tie back to the existing characters. I'd agree with that. It's like uh, that was my biggest gripe with the end of the Mandalorian. We're seeing the black saber. Yeah. yeah. Now, is it <clears throat> uh, MacGuffin? Is that the right word? Yep, that's the right a, word. Yeah. The thing you know, someone has to find of the plot point. Yeah, for for season two, or or is it just fan service? You know. Um, Better both. I'm, I mean, yeah, we're not really going to know, are we, until until the, the season two starts. But for me, seeing that was the biggest, oh, come on moment of the whole series. Um, and, I, and I did enjoy it. The Baby Yoda thing was a huge surprise, which I was, initially I was a bit like, oh my God. Um, but, but then I think for me, when you look at, um, when, when the Black Saber came out, Dark Saber, I'm like, Why? I was I was actually enjoying a Star Wars show without a lightsaber, mm. which which one of the things that I don't like about Resistance is that there's no there's no lightsabers. Um, for me, Star Wars has to have lightsabers in it. But I was very happy for the Mandalorian not to have lightsabers, and you know, um, and then they go not ruin it. But they, they add that. Now, it would be interesting, like I said, where they take it next season. But I just feel that that was done just for the fans, which, you know, I'm all over fan service. I love a little bit of fan service. But that was a bit on the nose. And I think I said this on our review show. Mm. Yeah, that was your one disappointment, I remember. That was, that, that was my one hand-in-head hand moment. No, head-in-hand moment. That's it. And I was a bit like, oh, come on. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah no. I mean, that, yeah, that didn't bother me as much, perhaps, as it bothers you. Because for me, it doesn't mean it needs to follow. It didn't mean that you need to bring in a soaker. It doesn't mean that you need to. Mm. It, I don't see it as a plot hook to drag in those other characters. And I hope it doesn't become that. Well, by the characters that have been announced, it's I know. Dare I say it's implied? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But we've been I, 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 Yeah. It's it's bizarre because I'm I am looking forward, really looking forward to seeing Katie Sackoff in a live action Star Wars thing. Totally. But did they have to do it this way? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And and is she just going to be another just cameo? She's on screen for 10 minutes. Or is a story, one half hour story, just going to revolve around her and her being mm. in it and taken away from what the Mandalorian and who the Mandalorian is? Either either one is a bad way of doing it because either you you, you completely deviate from the story being about the Mandalorian so it just becoming an episode about this character and an episode about this character, an episode about this character, or 
it just becomes a five-minute cameo, which completely makes a pointless mockery of the character and just using them to get bums on seats. Now, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you can always argue that Star Wars has been like that from the start, where, um, you know, Clone Wars was done because we knew we had Anakin and... Anakin and Obi-Wan. Yeah. You know, uh, Rebels... Rebels is a bit different, but we knew where it was going. You know, if they created a TV show based on the High Republic, which was 200 years ago, maybe, you know, I don't know. The thing is with Rebels, Alex... You say we know where it's going. I can think of at least a few, fit, two or three things in Rebels where we had no idea where it was going. Like, well, it, with the Bendu, with what they did with the time zone, with the way that that Ezra saved um, Ahsoka in this new world, they they did some interesting things. I don't see how they're going to do that the in live screen. Really, yeah, really added to the lore. I don't see how, and that's the thing. Like, I just don't. Well, you, I mean, even getting Boba Fett in, you're going to have to explain that. There is no way you can just say, oh, he turned up. <laughs> People will not accept that. And then if you do just do that and he just turns up and you say, you've got to buy this comic to find out how it happened. I'll be, um, I'll be well, annoyed with that. Unless this is a way for them to do a Boba Fett TV show. Then just do a Boba Fett TV show. Exactly, exactly. But... If you drop it in in a movie, in a TV show, does it add? Oh my God, they've actually done it. This is going to be great. You know, I could be completely wrong, but well, if if they told us that they were going to do a Boba Fett TV show, I either set during during the the High Imperial era where he's living in the underworld, or even in the years following the aftermath of of the the the, the fall of the Emperor the first time. Mm. either one of those if they turned around to me and told me that they were going to do a TV show I would be all over that I'd really look forward to it I'd want to understand oh wow we're going to find out how he survived or we're going to find out more about his background and why he became what he became either one of those I'd love and and I would quite happily buy a subscription for Disney Plus if I didn't already have a subscription for Disney Plus just to find that out it doesn't need a name drop and a face drop and a helmet drop in the Mandalorian. Just, just Do it. give the Mandalorian space and just go out and make those other TV shows. Have that courage. Make yes. a difficult decision. Don't do the AB test in something else. Yeah. Be courageous, like you were with Galaxy's Edge, Lucasfilm. And Take Rebels. Rebels was a courageous step. When when Rebels first dropped, they were all brand new characters. You didn't see Ahsoka. You only saw Vader at the very end of it. Um, you saw the Inquisitor, a brand new villain, a brand new type of villain, a brand new type of hero. There was the familiarity of them on a freighter-style ship and, and being a crew, but that was it. That was the familiarity. The rest of it was all brand new, and it worked for that. It was a very but good show. It was, but it still had its detractors because I remember when it came out, and we had Kanan, we had Ezra, we had Ahsoka, and at this point, everyone was like, well, how many other bloody Jedi are alive still? You know, people were saying, do we need more Jedi? The Jedi were supposed to be dead. And yes. 
Now, well, I don't agree with it because the TV show is really good. But at the time, people, this, this was the argument that the TV show wasn't good. It was just using old ideas to bring back Jedi. And we're now to the point, well, how many Jedi actually did survive Order 66? And, you know, what was the point of Order 66? Because they're all still alive. Yeah. Well, I, would say I agree that, with that. It, that is a slight problem with it. I, I would say that's the, the detractors for the show because of that are people who don't understand Star Wars. That, oh. that would be my argument back. You've got an issue with the fact that Ezra was born after the Order 66 and yet has Force abilities. Well, what's wrong with that? Force ability no, is not that. inherently Jedi. You, you've no, got the not. fact that... Is it not Dave? Life. No. Well, <laughs> you know who I'm thinking of? <laughs> well, Rise of Skywalker apparently is, depending on your point of view. Yeah. As long as you've got yeah. a clone dad of someone, then it is. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Sorry, Dave. Sorry, I had to. That's that. right. Sorry. That's all right. Um, but but and and similarly, it's it is co- totally understandable that one Padawan learner out of the what must be thousands across the galaxy could have survived Order sixty six because their master managed to protect them enough so that they they avoided the initial strike. That that again is not completely impossible to believe if you think that that yoda could escape them if you think that obi-wan could escape them that it's not impossible that there were others who escaped and because you saw in attack of the um uh, revenge of the sith you saw obi-wan's message to the jedi of go into hiding the time is not now when you look at it from that perspective i think rebels is a perfect fit into the galaxy at that point the timing is now a time where the Jedi can potentially unveil themselves again. There is there is such disquiet in the universe and the galaxy that people now need heroes again. People now need champions again, and now is a time for Jedi to rise. I, I, for me, that that all makes perfect sense. Maybe it's just me. No, I I agree. With it you. it makes sense, were... but I do think like. It... Alex said about more Jedi at the beginning. I, I get the point that we'd kind of been under the assumption that we knew the Jedi that had survived at that point, and they went back and changed that. And that's fine, actually, because of the way that they did it and subsequently. But it was messing around again with what we knew to be true. But you, yeah. can, even argue, but you can argue that George Lucas did that in the Clone Wars with Ahsoka. I know, but I always, you see, we'll always differ on this. I think George Lucas has a right to do that because it's his world in his head. Mm. He, he can do whatever he, he built that world. And we'll, we'll never know what he thinks about all the wills. We'll never know what that was supposed to be about. But but he built that world. It's a bit, you know, like people can play in Tolkien's sandbox, but there's only one guy who wrote Lord of the Rings. The thing is, you don't get people really playing any sandbox. It's because they're not allowed to, are they? Well, it's, yeah, I, to be honest, I, I don't know. But 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 that's the difference to me, is that you can change, you can continue, but you can't... I'm sorry, I'm, I'm harking back to careers. The second you introduce Palpatine as being alive, right, you are fundamentally changing George Lucas's story. 
And I have such a big problem with that. And I think it's been a pattern over many years. And that slight erosion of those lines led to that big final part where I just put my hands up and just say, why did they do that? But other people find it different and that's okay. We're allowed to disagree about it. This is a deep conversation for us, this, isn't it? It's not gone the way I expected, Dave. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah. my agenda's gone right out the window. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's touched on elements of it. <laughs> um, I, th- I think it's because, I might to bring this back to something that Ali said um, earlier on in the podcast. How hard is it for us to get everybody together for a podcast at the moment, or how hard has it been for us to get people together for a podcast? And that's that's not a slight on anybody. It is just a case of it's just been difficult because real real life is getting in the way sometimes. Yeah. So what we found, so what we found is I I had a look earlier today, and it's been twenty six days today that we're recording this it's 26 days since we last published so it's probably about 27 28 days since we last recorded that's four weeks it's it's a full month since we've sat down and talked about star wars and in four weeks lots of things changed the 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 there's been different there's been changes to world order you've got black lives matter is such a massive thing at the moment black lives have always mattered to be fair i'm like that that's the thing that we should be saying it should never have come to this but it has come to this and and there is a massive change to how people are talking to each other and interacting with each other just over the last four weeks and i think because we've we as a group of mates have not had one of these opportunities to just talk about star wars and just rattle nonsense out and just lose ourselves in being a bunch of mates having a beer and chatting about star wars we've not had that we've not done that as a group recently and i think that's why today's conversation has not been what we expected it to be because i know alex you you had a proper agenda and we were going to be talking about squadrons we were going to be talking about shadowfall that that's due to drop in two days we were going to be talking about what our hopes are for what's coming next and and some of the other anticipated things such as the the new hasbro release the lego releases so i knew that we we had a firm topics and, and firm agenda but I think because we've just not had this outlet just to talk about Star Wars, rather than us sticking to an agenda, which we never do, rather than us sticking to an agenda, mm-hmm. we've not even we've not even started that agenda. We've not even touched that agenda. Not really. It's just been in passing. Well, if anything, I'm blaming Ali for this because he was the one that started off with a rant. Okay. Um, <laughs> you didn't even want me to, Alex. I just went for it. Well, I'm very sorry. No, no. But you're right. That that is interesting. The idea of that because you're not we're all working or living differently. You're not having these interactions that you might normally have in daily life. And you're right. Maybe so much has changed in this world in the last few months. It does make you look at things differently in lots of ways. And, you know, I I think you're, I think you're 
right. My 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 priorities have certain cha- certainly changed. The way I want to educate myself on certain things has certain changed. So that means I put more time into that than I might do researching on Star Wars at the moment. And I think you're right, David. It's, it's just, gosh, we're in an interesting time, aren't we? Yes, yes, I think that is. That is, it's, it is a very interesting time. Um, and I do think, I honestly do, I think that, is, that has played a part in why our conversation has been what it is. A much, a much more mature conversation, maybe, than we have had about Star Wars. Yeah. For, for, for a consistent podcast, anyway. We, we might touch upon bits of this at times, but I don't think we've ever had an hour or two-hour podcast where it's all revolved around something which is quite a meaningful topic. Yeah. Do you know, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about this until this second, Alex, and, and but um, socially distanced, might I add, I saw Alex and his wife and my girlfriend, we, we had a socially distanced picnic a week and a half ago. And the world is moving at such a pace that I just realised, Alex, that might have been the first conversation we've had in a very long time where we didn't talk about Star Wars once. No. Did we not talk about Star Wars? Not once. I fail to believe that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because there's so much happening in the world that's kind of important right now. I'm racking my brain here. Yeah, you might yeah. be right. Yeah, yeah. You know, important things like cruise yeah. ships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Finding did, a Starbucks that sold beer. Yeah. <laughs> I said, did, did you know that this week the Arctic Circle had a 38 degree centigrade day? I saw that. Yeah. I saw In that. In Siberia, 20 degrees or 18 degrees higher than the average for this time of year. 18 degrees. 38 degrees Celsius. Yes. Yeah. That's like Dubai weather. Yeah. In in Siberia. Yeah. How is that even possible? Uh, global warming is the answer, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. It, we, we live in interesting times. Well, it's going to get to 30 degrees in the UK, apparently, tomorrow, tomorrow. and Thursday. So things are definitely weird. And Friday. Yes. Yeah, it's meant to be getting that hot up here. So even in the north of England. <laughs> <laughs> Surely not, Dave. Which at times is colder than the Arctic. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly, judging by what you just said, so yeah, 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 yeah we're all colder than the Arctic these days. We're days. all colder than the Arctic. Even Florida is, you know. <laughs> Sorry, sidetrack there, but it's just to a point that, you know, it's a shame that we've not been able to, to speak more regularly about Star Wars, but it is just, it's, it's, it's an old world right now. It's an old world right there. And I, but I'm glad that, you know, we were able to have this conversation. And to be honest, I didn't know where my rant was going to begin with. It was all off the cuff. And I thought there might be a bit of pushback on it. But mm-hmm. we had a really sensible, good chat about it. And I think where we differ, we've kind of allowed people to speak their opinion and not judge it, which I think is it's a really good thing. And hopefully people who've listened to this 
and I've certainly not heard anyone talk like this on other podcasts, might find something in it for them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see what you're saying with that. But then, th- for me, this is the way Star Wars fans should be. Star Wars is open to interpretation. It's open to what people think of it. It's not real-world politics where people can die if decisions are made. It's not real-world climate change where people can be can be starved to death because of, of bad mismanagement of the, the environment. It's it's not it's not real, <laughs> which means that different opinions are equally valid. If that makes sense. Yep, very much so. It's it's not something that people should get angry with each other for. Feel free to to vent anger at, at some of the people that have created what we've got with Star Wars at the moment. Don't be don't be nasty, obviously, but have an opinion and be prepared to critique things. And if you don't like something, be prepared to say that you don't like something. Don't just say, I like it because it's Star Wars and so I have to like it. And just slapping a Star Wars logo on something is not, as we all know, an immediate quality mark. No. And it, it shouldn't be. And, and the... A, a successful fandom franchise needs that honest debate. It doesn't need the debate being shut down by people being aggressive to each other or being negative to each other just because of a difference of opinion. It's not real. And there's quite a lot of that in the real world when it is real at the moment. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm kind of happy if we just want to talk a little bit about the polls you've been having dave but maybe we should regroup at some point to go through the proper agenda it would just seem (laughs) (laughs) well when you think that we we have a innate in that uh what's the word i wasn't looking for innate ability innate ability to deviate most (laughs) of our podcasts Uh, you know I, i genuinely would challenge any of our listeners to go back and listen to all of our podcasts and find one where we do not deviate from the topic. We've this in particular deviations. This in particular is probably the biggest, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, you know, I, I planned out a whole agenda, got it all worked out, had structure, and yeah, we just completely blew it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but while that is the case, it's been thoroughly enjoyable. It has. It has. I've missed this, but I didn't realise how much I'd missed this. The one thing that I'm going to struggle with is how we are, how are we going to label this podcast? <laughs> uh, general chit chat. God. We'll figure it out. But with that being said, I do think this is a good time to wrap up. To your point, Ali, yes, we do have an agenda. So what, listen, watch out for that, listeners. We do have an agenda for another podcast, um, hopefully coming soon. Um, I'm going to ask you, gentlemen, for your final thoughts. Um, so um, I feel really bad because obviously I've said The Mandalorian is an incredibly mediocre TV show. And I believe 
uh, we're running a poll about what people should watch with the Jedi Council next. So um, I feel a bit of a fool for that. Um, <laughs> no, shoot um, yourself in the foot. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, Dave could talk about it a bit more. I'm sure it won't be the last time I shoot myself in the foot, anyway. Um, but um, yeah, no, thank you, thank you for listening to me. Thank you for not judging it. And um, you know, um, there are less social contacts and less interactions at the moment, and so it's been really good to talk with people who are in my view um learned experts on star wars and who if i'd been completely out of line i'm sure would have picked me up immediately so i thank you for listening i hope people enjoy what i've had to say or if you don't enjoy it at least understand where i'm coming from and if you really don't understand it then please do find me on Twitter and I would be happy to talk to you about it there. Um, For hours. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks very much guys. Um, really enjoy the show. Dave, final thoughts from you, mate. Differences of opinion are valid. And we just need to recognize that when, when we're talking about a movie, or, or range of movies and TV shows. We just need to be honest and, and be prepared to say what we think. It doesn't mean that you then have to attack each other for a difference of opinion about a TV show or about a movie. That, that for me, is what I've now taken from this. We've all got a slightly different opinion. We've, we've, we've all enjoyed or not enjoyed the last five years in different ways. And we all are now anticipating what's coming next. Bizarrely, in very similar ways. Um, so I think all of our opinions are equally valid. I think I fall somewhere in between. I, the pair of you in, in what I've taken out of the last few years were for Star Wars. Um, and I, I, yeah, I think people just need to be prepared to listen to other people's opinions sometimes and not feel that it's a personal attack on them. It's an opinion. Your final thought, Alex? It's been a deep and meaningful conversation. It's thoroughly enjoyable. Um, and I think, yeah, you know, Dave, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head around discussion, conversation... Um, how it should be, how it is. Now, we have the benefit of knowing each other personally, so politeness and courtesy is going to come easier than, than perhaps strangers on the back end of a keyboard, but um, it's, still, it's still the same, you know. We could have easily shot each other down, you know. I know Ali doesn't enjoy the sequel trilogy, but I do. And but there's that mutual respect and understanding of a point of view, so you know. Um, but overall, my final thought is that it's good to be back behind the mic. We've had a very good conversation. I look forward to more. I think is the best way to say it. Um, and with that, ladies and gentlemen, yes, we are the Jedi Council. Now is the time for me to roll off all the bits and pieces of where we are, and I haven't done this for a while, so I'm going to be a little bit rusty. Um, find us on www.the-jedi-council.com that is our website and on the website you will find links to all of our social media channels we are on Twitter we are at 
the Jedi underscore council on Instagram. We are at the Jedi underscore council underscore TJC. You can find us, interact with us on Facebook. We are at TJC, the Jedi council as well. And where else are we? Um, we're not on TikTok, so don't look for us on there. <laughs> I don't even think any of us know how to use TikTok, let alone be on it. Um, you can find all of our podcasts on our website, but they're also on SoundCloud. They are on Spotify. They're on Player.fm. They are on the Google Podcast app. They are on Podbean. They are on the Apple iOS podcast app as well. Find us on YouTube where we post videos every so often of a variety of different things. Dave unboxing, building, warm-ups, previews to some of our shows that we've done. Um, and have I missed anything else, gentlemen? Oh, don't forget, uh, next month there is voting on the best British podcast. Uh, if you go to one of our tweets, there is some information about where you can find a way to vote for us. If you want to vote for us, we do appreciate it. If you can't, because you voted for somebody else, then sort out your priority. No, not really. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, thank you very much for being tuned in. We hope to have kept you entertained for an hour and 37. So we've done well on time for a change. We might have deviated completely, but we've stayed on time. Um, and with that, may the force be with you. The force will be with you always.